Sunday, June 11th, 2023. You are listening to Weather with Enthusiasm. Areas receiving the most solar insulation over a three to four week period, that's not going to be 44 degrees north latitude. And in order to get the hottest temperatures, you have to be in an area which is receiving the most solar insulation for a three to four week period. You also have to be under a weather pattern where you have a stagnant air mass, like a heat dome, which happens to be situated over your city. If you happen to have that in a place which is 44 degrees north latitude, it would make sense to say that temperatures are going to temperatures could very well reach levels that we've never seen before especially if you get that air mass over there long enough in in the southwest canada heat wave they we came close to that but we didn't see that like in canada reached 121 degrees it did not beat death valley's 134 degrees it didn't but I suppose you could have a situation, this might sound shocking, but this is just, the way I just explained it, this would be, this simple, if you have an air mass that is situated over that area long enough, you should be able to get temperatures higher than 134. Now, you also have to realize, however, that there's no place over there that has an elevation as low as Death Valley. If you're not as low as Death Valley, it will be about 10 degrees cooler. Like Phoenix, Arizona tends to be about 10 degrees cooler than Death Valley. So you should be able to get a temperature of 124. Well, you know what? They got up to 121. That's close enough. So that's pretty much what happened. That's exactly what happened. You got a stagnant air mass over the part of the world, which is receiving, if you exclude the Arctic, this part is receiving the most solar insulation ever in the world. So you got a major, major heat wave. We don't even have to come on to the greenhouse. We, uh, okay, as of now, according to the way I explained it, we don't even have to come on to the greenhouse gases. We don't have to come on to that. The, you could say the greenhouse gases, some say that it upped the temperature by a, a couple degrees. A recent article I read said it could up the temperature up to three to maybe even five degrees Fahrenheit. Okay, maybe yes. It, the couple degrees sounds more reasonable to me. And that was the couple degrees was said by a meteorologist who lives in the Northwest Pacific. So he's more of an expert on the weather over there. So instead of 121, it would have been 119. For, but either way, it would have been a freak occurrence. But the freak occurrence makes perfect sense. You could clearly explain it in a scientific way. It has a scientific explanation to it. Okay, now, what would happen if you were to get such an air mass somewhere in the Arctic at around June 21st? Would the temperature be able to reach, let's say, 121 degrees? If you have a city below sea level, which Astrakhan is below sea level, but that place is not the Arctic. It's in Russia, it's not the Arctic. So, what would happen? So, here's the problem. The place receiving the 526 units of solar insulation at the North Pole, that place is all ice. 
and ice does not absorb heat. In fact, that place is frozen ocean. So, therefore, it's going to be cold there. That reflects 90, 80 to 90 percent of the sun back to outer space. So, that place is not available to us. We're not going to see hundreds at the North Pole. What we have to do is we would have to go to a place which is in the Arctic, but the ground is able to absorb heat to a maximum level. And it has to be a place which is far enough. It has to be a place that's situated within a heat dome, and there's no part of the heat dome that is touching ice. If you can get that up in the Arctic, the temperatures can get very high. How high? So that, let's say we have Death Valley, the max 134, Lightning Canada, 121. If you were to get that type of a setup up by the Arctic Circle, so it's, it's difficult to figure out because the air mass as a whole, there's gonna, the air masses could be a thousand miles large. So the air mass as a whole, there's gonna be a lot of the air mass which is not going to be in an area which is getting tremendous solar insulation. Nonetheless, it still can get extremely hot. So I don't know. I don't you know the places up there are getting more there are places up there are getting more solar insulation than at 44 degrees north latitude which are, do not have ice on the surface. But you need a lot more variables to come together in in an ideal situation. You I would think you probably could get to 121. But the, but the situation would have to be completely perfect for it to hit 121. But in a, let's say, less than ideal, it's not completely perfect. So whatever the temperatures are, we're seeing that's what, that's what it is. So this is how we get temperatures in the low hundreds. I'll tell you one other thing. There's freak occurrences, and these freak occurrences tend to have temperatures 15 degrees warmer than anything that ever happened. For example, the dust bowl years, this has nothing to do with, this is just, the world has always been this way. Like, there'll be just this freak occurrence where the temperature is just 15 to 20 degrees warmer than anything that's happened. So you have to see, let's go back to 2020 and go back to that 100 degree reading that occurred in the Arctic. You have to see, was that a record shattering temperature? Did it, was the old record like 84 and this was record shattering. If that's true, then the, that 100 was the freak occurrence. But if it wasn't record shattering, then sometime in the future, we will see a freak occurrence, which is gonna produce temperatures in the 110s in portions of the Arctic that have no snow and are under a stagnant air mass around June 21st, and the air mass is not touching areas of snow, and you have clear skies. There's one, at least one other thing that I want to point out that I think is important to point out. But let's just 
let that sink in for a minute before we go on to the next segment. Okay, we now go on to, we're going to go a little bit deeper over here. This whole thing of the records is different than the months where we see the highest average temperature. The hottest month in the Northern Hemisphere, places north of the tropics, generally speaking, is the month of July. Okay, at the same time, when you go up north, the places which have the highest chance, the month, the time of the year that has the highest chance of seeing extreme temperatures, is gonna be June 21st, right around June 21st, or very close to it. We see that. The Pacific Northwest, we, we've been seeing that a lot. But in the Arctic, we also see that. Even though July, in these cities, July might be the warmest month when you average it all out, but in regards to extreme heat, the thing is, if you were to get a stagnant air mass up in the Arctic around July 21st, the solar insulation July 21st is much lower than June 21st, and I don't really think anything could happen, especially by August. By, I remember by the end of August already, things go back to normal. In a, the, the, the highest solar insulation is occurring down south. It's no longer up in the north. And by July 21st, it's very, it's close to that. So th there's really not that much solar insulation up there. There still might be more up there than down south, but realize a lot of cold air aloft. There's a lot of things that has to be heated. So this really has to happen right around June 21st. Generally speaking, there is somewhat at least of a progressive weather pattern things are moving and when things are moving so we're not going to be seeing extreme heat therefore the average temperatures are highest in the month of July but in a situation where the air mass becomes stagnant so then and it's around June 21st that's when we're going to see the most extreme heat in the northern latitudes You've been listening to the podcast, Weather with Enthusiasm.